Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan. We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you. We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with my friend, Sean Bowles. Sean, what are we doing today? Well, we have the CEO of Sight and Sound Theaters, who's they put on uh, incredible, amazing productions and several venues that have turned into full theatrical and television and uh, film releases all throughout wow. the U.S. and now the world. But they're bringing some of your favorite biblical characters to life. And I think they're doing it better than Disney does their live action remakes. And they have Queen Esther, Moses live on stage. They've also released... I heard the bells ringing, which came in number two at the box office, Bob, back in December 2022. And they have wow. uh, Joseph in theaters as well in the past. And they, they've done Jesus in theaters and on TBN. And we're seeing them bring innovation in a way that I think as a business leader, he's a CEO. I think that we need more innovators and we need people who are hearing God for how to bring innovation. So maybe you're not involved in the theater world or in the media entertainment world. But as you listen to the way that he processes his relationship with God as a leader in that space, it's going to help you as well. So stay tuned right now for this interview. I'm Sean Bowles. And I'm Bob Hassan. Sean and I are doing our first ever Exploring the Marketplace Business Summit at Jesus Culture in San Diego, California. Now, this is going to be one of the best things we've ever done, Bob, because we're inviting friends who've both been on the show, but are other types of people in the marketplace, mm -hmm. who own businesses, who are influencers, to come together and do panel talks, TED Talk type teaching, also full sessions with incredible worship from Jesus Culture, which is your home church in San Diego, California. You don't want to miss out on this because we don't want to host events a lot. This is like one of those things that we're doing because we feel it's time to do it and it has a prophetic urgency on it so come join us go to bowlsministries.com come join us on october 20th and 21st you do not want to miss this welcome back sean we are here with matt matt so happy to be with you honored to be with you guys thanks so much for the time today now matt i'm a huge fan of sight and sound and just what you guys are doing because Again, you're the only company in the entire world that's doing this on this level with this amount of innovation. I've seen, I think almost every Cirque show in Vegas, I've seen mm -hmm. most of Broadway shows and uh, West End shows in London uh, for years. I mean, I've just, it's one of my passions is to go to these shows and just, I love the experience of it. And I haven't been to one of your shows live, but I've watched some of your shows. I actually went to your movie last uh, December. And then also I've uh, watched some of the ones that were on TBN. And just seeing the level of production quality, the level that you guys have put into it and the creativity that where you could be immersed in the biblical scenario. Bring, I think it's better than what Disney has done in their live action films of wow. trying to bring their, their cartoons to life. You guys are bringing live action uh, kind of experiences to the Bible that I don't mm -hmm. think anyone else is doing. And the people who have done it maybe have caught a glimpse of it, but you guys have to maintain it through a whole show. And it's like, and there's moments that pick up through the whole show into those experiences where I, I've been impacted. So I'm, I'm a fan. I'm so glad awesome. you're here. Oh man, thank you. <laughs> but I'm going to get into your story because you're the CEO of this, but you didn't start out as a CEO and no. uh, <laughs> you started out, this was already going before um, you were a part of it and talk to us about your beginnings of how you got involved with this and just your career. Sure. Yeah. No, I did get to start out backstage a long, long time ago, far, far away. Wow. Uh, let me think about 28 years, I guess, ago that was. Um, wow. Literally, I was still a senior in high school. Oh, wow. I grew up, yeah, grew up coming to these shows. I was not, not the theater kid. 
uh, other than some backstage stuff. Don't put me on stage, uh, please. Nobody wants that. But uh, my, we, we grew up literally five minutes from the, the original theater here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And so my grandma would bring all of us grandkids once a year to a sight and sound show. So I was always familiar with it. Um, and then I did like a, like a career shadow day in high school. Uh, my junior year at Sight and Sound, I was like, okay, this is interesting. And shortly after that, I began to date my now wife, Amy, and Amy's parents were the founders. And so mm-hmm. our senior year, as we were still dating, she worked here as an actress. So I applied to work backstage because, hey, that'd be cool to work with my girlfriend. That was as big as the vision was at that point. Right. <laughs> um, and yes. And so not only was I already in love with Amy, but I fell in love with Sight and Sound and what the Lord allowed us to do here because it was so different, so unique. And so much fun. Um, so at that point, I'm like, ah, okay, Lord, what what would you have me do here? And then he led me towards Bible school for a season while we were engaged, came home, got married. And all I knew was I'd love to be back at Sight and Sound. So I um, was able to get hired back in the scene shop at that point and have done a few things since then, a lot of things since then, just as the Lord would open doors. But interesting, like I was never that guy that, day one was like, okay, I had this vision to, you know, be the CEO someday, whatever. Like that was not on my radar at all. It's just Mm -hmm. like, okay, what's available now? Lord, where do you have me? And a lot of fun, learned a lot of great things, a lot of hard, challenging things, but step-by-step, you just steered towards this path. So I've been in this role for, uh, I guess it's eight years now. Wow. Uh, which is hard to believe. And you've been in through the coronavirus, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, because yes. to be able to survive the pandemic as a theater company mm-hmm. with multiple locations, I want to hear about that. But Bob, what were you going to ask? It. I was just, I was going to say, Matt, talk to us about perseverance um, mm-hmm. from a stagehand to the scene shop, learning every aspect of the business from the ground up now. And how does how does that knowledge help you as the CEO direct all of your employees? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, well, I believe strongly in the proverb that says your gifts make room for you, right? And mm-hmm. in many cases, I experienced that as gifts we don't even know we have, right? But you yeah. start to see things shift. So for me, I mean, I mentioned how I started was just like, wow, that would be cool. And then with the scene shop, it was like, okay, I could do that. And Great. And I knew I was never going to become a craftsman. Um, I had enough skills I could hack it, but I knew after a year and a half, like, okay, I'm not going to be in this, this role forever, but what can I do? And how can I apply all that I have to do the best that I can? Got to do all kinds of things and learn things like fiberglass and some welding and carving foam and painting and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but through that, I got the opportunity to lead a project. And that was a blast. I'm like, wow, this is fun. Yeah. And at that point, shortly after that, our general manager at the time was strolling through the shop and he stopped at my workstation. He said, hey, said uh, we had this deck supervisor position opening up. We think you should apply, at least consider it. I was like, what, really? And that was simply supervising the stage crew. And of course, I had come from the stage crew. So I prayed, applied, went through the interview process and didn't expect anything. And then they offered me the job and then I was terrified. Um, (laughs) You know, like what? Yeah. Right about, I'm like, okay, Lord, I feel like I'm supposed to do this. And so that's, that's kind of been the journey over and over and over again, just faithful we were planted. And then what doors did the Lord open? Um, and it's, yeah, it's been a wild ride ever since then. But the thing is what it took each time to move from one thing to the next was mm-hmm. really just to practice he, Proverbs three, five, and six, you know, yeah. trusting in the Lord with all of your heart and like 
Because each time, like, Lord, this is beyond me. Like, this is not something I'm looking for. And then he equips. He gives you what you need for where he's calling you. And then your gifts start to show up and you get to exercise them and put them into practice and somehow I ended up in this seat. It's, um, it's, it's so funny, Matt, because I think Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you know, you think about trusting in the Lord and then you realize that when you're going into a new role, you're unprepared or underprepared. And that's right where the Lord wants you because you need to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it's like that over and over and over again. It sounds like mm-hmm. for you, it's been that way for me. For Sean, it's it's such a beautiful story of perseverance. Yeah, I think with uh, you know allowing God to lead us and actually be a Lord of our life, I, I don't know that people who don't have God in their life, that's probably foolishness to them to just okay, right. I'm just gonna I'm not gonna make a ten year plan, I'm just gonna let God lead me, and that's what so many of the people on our show talk about, where it's like mm-hmm. I'm letting God plan this, I'm letting God like I'm making plans, but I'm letting God be the ultimate leader in this, and that sounds like your experience of how, you know, you went from a stagehand into being CEO, mm-hmm. but there's been some, some, some things on the journey. Like you guys hit years ago, you had some fires that, that knocked yeah. out your buildings and your theater. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I, most people can come back from that because it was such a judgmental mm-hmm. time. Talk about that experience. And as far as, I, I'm not sure you were CEO yet during that time. Mm-hmm. So how did that affect everyone? How did that affect your world? Especially when you put so much love energy, you're believing God's moving on this. This is everyone's mm-hmm. life and world. This is the ministry. Mm-hmm. Talk about that time. Absolutely. I'll never forget it. I uh, would have been working in the shop. That would have, the fire happened about five months after we had gotten married. So it was in the oh, midst wow. of our, our, yeah, our first year of marriage. And we were actually on a family trip with, with Amy's parents. Um, we got the call. Hey, there's a fire, maybe stay near the phone. And by the end of that night, fast forward, you know, we're flying home that day um, to a complete loss. Oh. And I just remember it, the year before had been the, the strongest year we'd ever have of what we call mission and margin, right? Like record attendance. And it's just been an amazing year. And we had record pre-bookings. So here we are in January, geared up for an incredible year of ministry uh, with the story of Noah was going to be on the stage. And we've just lost most of the show, the entire theater, entire offices, and half of our production facility, wow. um, which is where I work. And I remember we're flying home, and my father-in-law's just barely said a word, right? On the plane, I, just, I can still picture him, Bible open, uh, just pouring through Scripture and just crying out to the Lord. And his number one question was like, Lord, what, why? Like, hundreds of thousands of people are going to hear the gospel this year, and now they won't. Like, what do we do with that? That, that's what was rocking it more than anything else and, and all of us. And so I remember getting flying back in and we drove straight to the theater. I don't know, just before midnight, you know, there's still fire engines everywhere, still smoke and walking through the lobby doors into what's supposed to be the house. And there's the catwalk laying on the ground in front of you. And you can see the sky, you know, and just the smell. I'll never forget that water everywhere. But seeing the way the Lord worked through that, because that theater was never designed to do shows like Noah um, and anything we do today. I have no idea how we would have done that. And when are you going to stop and, hey, let's tear this whole thing down and start over again? Yeah. Um, it just, the way God redeems, right? Because he's never surprised. So he knows what's in tomorrow. I don't believe he's, he's the causer, the bringer of disaster. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. And yet he's not surprised and he works through it takes us towards where we're supposed to be next. And those lessons, like I'll never forget that as, you know, a young, 
naive, fresh out of Bible school kid. I'm like, oh, God's going to, he's going to bring us back to be better than ever. Well, sure. And he did, but I didn't have to be in their shoes. Yeah. Now, you know, approaching 60, worked hard their whole lives. We didn't have adequate insurance. And they were like, can we even afford to come back? Will banks even loan us money? And just again, the way the Lord brought people, yeah, miraculously. I could tell you a thousand stories within that whole, just that episode. Uh, but we've learned since then, like, that's our normal. Not fires necessarily, but the, the metaphorical fires of mm -hmm. impossible challenge, impossible call. But God, as my friend likes to say, like, how else would this exist? How else could we do wow. this? Helps keep driving us back to him. Lord, what's your wisdom for today? What's your manna for today? How would you have us move through this situation? Um, the gift that is, it keeps us completely reliant on him, knowing this is his, it's sure not ours. We just get to steward it with him and be about our father's business, so to speak, as Jesus said, uh, is the idea. Uh, that's that's amazing. And, you know, so many people who are watching and listening are thinking like, I have a fire in my life right now. Mm -hmm. um, I have a storm in my life. What what would you say to them, Matt, mm -hmm. to give them courage to keep keep putting one foot in front of the other? Yeah. I mean, really, it, it all centers in John 15, right, in abiding in Christ. And that's not just the churchy thing to say, it's the reality. Yeah. It's the whole essence. We're designed to relate to him, to know him. And he craves knowing us and doing life with us. And he's such a gentleman. I mean, he's perfect love, right? So he doesn't force himself on us, but he so wants to help. And we've seen that again and again and again. He's with us. He's in the room just asking like, guys, could I help in your situation? Would you ask me? Um, yeah. And so for us, like the biggest thing I think we have learned walking through adversity is just to actually act on the truth that he is here. He's in the room. He is with us. Hmm. He longs to give us his ideas and his share his mind with us. All we need to do seriously is to ask and listen and then obey what he reveals. And we've just seen that again and again. And then, you know, he takes us from glory to glory. So he walked through these hard things. The fire was big, but it wasn't our first battle. My goodness. Yeah. We've yeah. gone through a lot of lesser battles. And so you feed on his faithfulness. You go back to those experiences like, okay, Lord, you walked us through that thing that at that time looked impossible because it was in the natural. You brought us through. Okay. So you're here. You're not surprised. What's your wisdom? What is it? How are you at work? And he just, the way he keeps taking you to that next place. Um, so the fire was a big one. Yeah. And then we expanded to Branson, Missouri in 2008, which is a great time to do a fully yeah. debt financed expansion. Perfect time. <laughs> yeah, perfect time. <laughs> let's do that. Nice recession, let's, yeah. yeah. Let's have the credit markets blow up right away. Um, you know, and that was an agonizing six year journey of survival, frankly. And like, same thing, you just go back to what he did then. And then again, COVID, and we went back to those experiences. But here's what's cool, right? He took us beyond just his faithfulness. I'll never forget this, right? So March of 2020, I think we all remember that, what that season was. Uh, and for us, being on the front edge of, of the impact of that, because we host large groups of people in closed spaces, yeah. um, you know, we were two days away from opening a brand new show where we had record pre-bookings for. And at that point is when our governor asked large venues to close. So our first day of what was supposed to be premiere day was our first day of closure. And, um, you know, we made all these hard decisions two days before that. Okay, we're going to honor that. We're going to close all this stuff. Exhausting day. And I remember waking up the next day, just praying, 
And the Lord's reminding me of these other things he brought us through, but not just that he was faithful. Mm -hmm. What he reminded me of was, Hey, I used each of those to take you from where you were to where I want you to be next. Wow. I was like, Whoa. All right. And I actually got energized. I remember coming into work and finding uh, Josh, my brother-in-law is our president chief story officer. I'm like, Hey, this is what I woke up with. This is what the Lord is putting in my heart. He's like, no way. He's like, I woke up with this clear vision of, okay, if people can't come to us, how do we go to them? How do wow. we reach them in their living rooms? Wow. Right. And that was the acceleration of what we now call sight and sound TV. That was at that point, we had Jesus ready to go. It was going to be in movie theaters, which were all now closed over Easter, took it to TBN. And they're like, Hey, we'd love to show it over Easter. Great. And lo and behold, like four or 5 million people got to see it all over the world. And we were just like, Lord, what are you doing? This is so awesome. awesome. There's no revenue, but this is awesome. Right? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. You know? But anyhow, but yeah, it's, it's in those moments, looking back on who he is, what he's done, and then trying to listen for what is it you want today? Mm-hmm. What is it today? And he does. He just gives us what we need in the moment, not too late and usually not too soon. <laughs> That is, I feel like you just, you laid out a story to inspire us. I think a lot of people, maybe they're in their first five years and they're hitting their first fire or their first year. They've already killed some lions and bears, but there's a Goliath, you know, and they hear you. And I think there's that, there's, there's that almost to the world, it's a sick excitement when disaster happens where we go, what are you going to do, God? To the world, that's almost, it's an unfair, unethical question to them. But to a Christian, it's like, I'm following a father who loves me and he's going to do something beyond, you know, I remember when I was being tested the greatest in my faith, I was like, God, why are you testing me? It's so mean. Like, why are you saying? And he's like, cause you need to see your faith's real. Like you would never see how real it is without this. And I was like, Oh, okay. that makes total sense. I, I, I hear you. Well, tell us about what you guys are working on now. What can we, what can we get involved with through sight and sound in this season? Yeah. Yeah. We're really, really excited. Um, we've got a new show, a new show coming to Lancaster next year. Uh, the story of Daniel, which is exciting. It's, one of the most epic stories in the Bible, uh, one of the hardest to tell. Um, it's a very, we believe, an incredibly prophetic message for today, for this time. It's such a strong governmental story. Uh, so we're really excited about that. We're in the final throes of the construction phase. Um, and these these shows take about four years to produce. So wow. um, now we're in that home stretch that it's like, okay, it's a long pregnancy. We're really ready to meet this baby. Uh, but we yeah. are very excited for that. So that that would be a primary thing. But then also we have started to work on we continue to work on the future as far as what this filmmaking look like. Of course, I heard the bells was our first film. Uh, and really the primary goal from that was learn. Like we're going to learn by doing, we find that to be the best, maybe the only way to really learn. Yeah. Um, so now we're seeking to apply, okay, what's the process need to become to sustainably make films in a healthy way that the team can thrive doing. Um, so yeah, we're really in the middle of that and just listening for how else Lord would you have us tell story? Uh, that's really the gift he's happened to, put in our laps thanks to our founder who is the master storyteller of anybody i've ever met and um, you know we just believe that's that's the unique way god has called us to do this that's awesome well i'm thinking about uh people who are innovating themselves maybe in their own sphere and how you guys have you're talking about a four-year process just to get a show which mm-hmm. i'm sure started around coronavirus or before just to start the process for something that's yeah. new and you now are going to start walking into it i'm sure it's gotten bigger because now there could be a live film version or whatever right. on top of that. But uh, talk to the innovators real fast, people who need innovation and mm-hmm. they're, they're not sure how to go that route. Like maybe they're still stuck in the time where everything's shut down for them. And they're like trying to figure out like, how do I open back up? Mm-hmm. And or how do I open up into a new sphere that it feels like we need to go 
Like we need double the silos instead of the one silo. We need to open <laughs> another silo up. And we don't know how to do that. And it feels unrealistic because what you're doing is technically unrealistic for the film industry. The fact that you were number two in the box office. And I say that like it was a big deal. Like in December, you were number two the days you were showing yeah. of all films being shown. Crazy. Last right? December. I mean, that's, that doesn't happen for a theater no. that's, uh, <laughs> show that's translated to film. So talk to innovators as far as like, how do you walk out that faith? Oh, my. Uh, well, really, just by honoring what is it he's asking you to do? Like we like to say our ultimate metric for success is obedience, right? Like mm -hmm. he takes care of the fruit and the results. Our job is to listen and obey. And so even the way the Lord stirred filmmaking on our hearts was kind of wild because we were on this deep dive into our calling we felt like, okay, on stage, we're really called to do the work of the evangelist. So we took, I don't know, months. We're digging as an exec team and dug into what does it mean to do the work of the evangelist, um, you know, more effectively, et cetera. And out of that is where the Lord just kind of pulled this stir to go, is that the only office in Ephesians 4 that I've called you to? Mm. We're like, well, I guess not, because we have a conservatory here that uh, where we teach students, but it's more of a pastoral shepherding approach. Like, oh, yeah, we are already doing that office. Okay. Mm -hmm. And pretty quickly, we felt like the Lord sensed it's time to move into a prophetic call, which we believe is filmmaking for in our context. And he just made it so clear. So we're like, okay, Lord, we don't know how to make a film, but we'll seek you for, for how to do that moment by moment. And we did. And what's interesting, the approach that he, which is really unique to even theater, like how we create live theatrical productions is not normal, but it's all we really know because it's kind of developed uh, over the years by just listening and obeying. We were like, wow, that process actually applies really well to filmmaking too. Huh, interesting. You know, surprise. We're usually a little bit slow to catch up. Catch up. <laughs> oh, Lord, great. You, you already knew that. Got it. Um, so really, it is it is as simple <laughs> and as difficult as asking, seeking, knocking, listening, applying, so awesome. and creating and nurturing a culture where that's our normal. So when you're in a creative meeting, a creative process, it's not just brainstorm, pound your head against the wall. Oh, I wonder what Hollywood's doing. Or I wonder what New York's doing. It's like, Lord, what are you saying? Like we know he reveals the heart of the message. And then each creative in the room is like, all right, okay, Lord, how would I tell that part of the story through lighting design? How would I tell it through the costumes? How would I tell it through the music? How would I tell it through the effects? So when you have a team of people who are aligned and function in oneness, oh man, it's, it's, there's nothing more fun, frankly. It's, it's um, electric. Uh, but the other thing we like to say is like, look, we know the creator, right? Like as believers, we should be at the peak of creativity and culture because we know the creator. Like that's yeah. a major strategic advantage, right? Uh, if we would just listen and seek what his ideas are, because they're so much bigger and better than ours. Um, and that, that's really our story. And I, again, I credit our founders for modeling that for us um, and modeling a passionate commitment to excellence. like. We've got to invest whatever we can afford to make this as good as it can be because it's for the gospel. It deserves to be the best it can be. Uh, and that's been fun. It's been really gratifying to see that happen. And then, you know, recognize like we're not aiming for world-class. We're going to aim for kingdom class because that's, again, it's the creator. That's like a higher call. There's nothing more fun to me than in our industry when we have partners, vendors, et cetera, send customers to us to be like, Hey, you got to go see the show, see how they use this led screen or see how they did this effect. And they're like, how did you guys do that? Like, that's really cool. And they're, they're asking questions. Well, that, I mean, 
they're sending people to see a Bible story on stage. Like how fun is that? <laughs> right? I love that in our industry. And oh, cool. what's cool is because you can't then respond to how did you guys figure that out? Well, let me tell you, I mean, we prayed and we, <laughs> we yeah. asked God and then we did this and they're like, what? Wow. Okay. I mean, it just leads to amazing conversations in an industry that that's not been the normal experience for most. Uh, but that's how God likes to roll. And it's really fun to get to do that with him. Matt, that is so cool. How do our listeners and viewers get a hold of you? <laughs> um, easiest way is either social media or our website, site-sound.com. Uh, so we're, you can find us Sight and Sound or Sight and Sound Theaters or Sight and Sound Films. Uh, pretty much any, any of the major um, outlets. Well, this is awesome. I'm so glad we got to talk to you. I've been... Like I said, a huge fan for a long time, and I love to hear the story behind it. And I want to encourage you if you're in a local market or if you're somewhere near Sight and Sound, go and see one of the live shows. But if you're not, they do have other film projects and TV projects coming up, and I'm excited about mm -hmm. that. And there's even some in the archives you can go back and watch, view, and bring into your family. I mean, you have Jesus for it's a great thing to do at Easter is to bring the Jesus yeah. play into your home or the, the one I saw for Christmas. And I mean, it was incredible. So you guys are having great fruit. Great mm -hmm. connection. We need that kind of entertainment right now, especially with the agenda that's happening around, especially our nation, but around the world. And we have this alternative. So I encourage everyone who's watching and listening, get this, go there, <laughs> do it now. It's good. Well, wow. next, thank you. It's Sean and Bob. I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm going to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month. Plus, our back catalog is available to you as well on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to bullsministries.com and clicking on the Academy button. Welcome back to Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. Sean, what a thoughtful CEO and man he is. And boy, they've come through such adversity. And I was just, I was just so blown away to hear is faith in God, faith in God, faith in God. Yeah, I think some sometimes it might be, or there might be a parent that could be easier because he's working on directly Christian type of projects. So it's easier to be a CEO, but they're actually a business or a for-profit ministry. They actually do everything they're doing as a business. And I think that's important to know. And for those of you who are out there who maybe you're not working on things that are necessarily ministry focused, you can still use the same principles as guiding principles to lead you that you're doing this with God and for God whether it's car engine parts or farming or whether it's, you know, banking or AI, we have to treat it like it's this precious to God. And I think that there's something about his process that I, I felt very ministered to and very mm -hmm. touched by listening to him because I thought, you know, am I, am I filling all those spaces that he is with the same kind of faith? He, he had incredible faith and it sounds like, um, you know, even in their strategic planning process, they, they're, they're wrestling over words. And I loved when he said, we're not world-class, we're kingdom-class. Yeah, it was a cool and term. I thought, I just thought he, it, and he said it so humbly, not, not like, Hey, we're, we're, we're the best in the whole world. He, they just are striving to please God. And I think for all of us in our businesses, these, this is the thing that we want to do is in every decision we make, you know, are we pleasing God? And when, when you, when you raise the bar to that level, then 
we see why businesses can have honor. Businesses can mm. do the right thing. Businesses that can can set themselves apart. And and this is what we're about here on Exploring the Marketplace is figuring out how to set ourselves apart from the world. It's so good. You know, it's so funny because one of the reasons why I've said this so many times, I'm also like a broken record, but for those of you who are new or haven't heard me say it, I think everybody needs a Bob in their life. And one of the reasons why I brought you on the show, Bob, to be my co-host was because of just your natural process with people. You're so organic in how you talk about the process of business and the flow between your relationship with God and the practicals was so normal and natural for you. And we wrote a book together called Wired to Hear. And I don't know if you know this, but we have our Wired to Hear masterclass that we finally, oh. it's finally edited and done. And it's ready for people to purchase. So if you get our book, which is Wired to Hear, it's an amazing book. You're going to get the masterclass as well, which is a $50 masterclass value on top of that book. So I'm going to encourage you to go to bullsministries.com and get the Wired to Hear book so you can get your free masterclass today. And I'm excited that people get more of you, Bob, in their life because you do several teaching series and or teaching times on this, as well as us going back and forth about some of the bigger concepts that I think yeah. people wrestle with when they translate their faith to the practical. There's that That is a very conscientious process you have to have some coaching on sometimes or some insight on and i think you do such a great job at that so make sure to get yours today at bullsministries.com and we'll see you next time thanks for exploring what god is doing in the marketplace with us we have amazing resources for you at our website with free videos take an online class with us at our online school spiritual growth academy or get one of our books including the one bob and i author together wired to hear we have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.